I was eating clean. I was in a tropical environment for a month, and I was definitely at one of the healthiest times of my life. And unknowingly, at the same time, I also had cancer. So four months after I received my yoga certification, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. That was Melanie. Hey everybody, welcome back to Seeker and Sage. Today I have episode 146 and these are one of my favorites. We haven't done this one in a while, but today is our Fierce Calm collaboration. So big shout out to our Fierce Calm family. Um, These are one of the episodes where we bring someone uh, inspiring on the show to talk about what their life was like before yoga, what it was like when they found yoga and how it's really changed them. Now, Melanie specifically is super cool. She actually started teaching yoga uh, out in Afghanistan. And um, yeah, she was teaching to a ton of vets. And uh, and then she took it a bit further and started to, to create these uh, cool cards, but she represented all bodies. Um, she sent me a stack of these cards and they're absolutely beautiful. They're going to be my new thank you cards and my new um, everything cards. Um, yeah, so check out the story. It's super inspiring and great. And uh, not to forget, y'all, um, the first weekend of December, I've got a little uh, weekend going on that's a nourish and uh, unwind weekend for you. So it's 10 hours of Yoga Nidra, restorative. We're going to go over some pranayama, and it's just a great way to reset your nervous system and teach you these practices. So if you're a teacher and you want to start to share this stuff, or if you're a student and you want to start to build your practice, head over to dannypomplune.com slash nourish. I'll also leave a little link in the show notes as well. Without further ado, here goes our Fierce Calm collab. Hi, Melanie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. I got to do a little research on you and figure out who you were and what's going on and what you're doing. And you have an incredible story. These are, um, I, you know, like I started the podcast for so many reasons. Uh, one of them was just, I was at home and bored sick, but really being able to, uh, partner with the, the fierce calm crew has been, it's just so cool to hear people's inspiring stories and, you know, to have read, just a part of yours is already like really inspiring. But now I, I always think of this as like, this is where I get to sit down and listen to the wisdom of secretly. This is all for me. No, no. <laughs> Other people get to hear it too, but I'm, I'm so thrilled to just, uh, to, yeah, to have you on here and use this as an opportunity to, to share your voice and, and to hear your journey. So, I mean, yeah, Mel, let's talk about your story. How, 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 what, and why are you Mel? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Um, yeah. So yeah, Fierce Calm actually contacted me when I was in Afghanistan and wanted to feature my story. And I literally just started having presence on Instagram. So I was like, what? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, my yoga story starts in Afghanistan, actually, of all places. So I'm American. I'm Mm -hmm. a woman of color. I was living and working in Afghanistan at the time. And when I arrived on base, I was pleasantly surprised to know that they had fitness classes and they were free and they were available for everyone. And they had a yoga class, which I was thrilled about because I really liked yoga. I'd taken yoga primarily at my gym. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I thought it was like a physical kind of exercise. It always felt great after doing yoga, but I always viewed it as a physical kind of fitness class. So I went to the yoga class 
uh, for the first time, I was pleasantly surprised again to see that the teacher was this older man. He was a retired Air Force pilot, and he told us, I think on the first or second class that I went to, okay, you guys, I'm going on leave for 90 days. If you want to keep the class going, one of you is going to have to teach. And I just arrived in country. So I'm looking around class and nobody's raising their hand or making any kind of comment. And I'm thinking, wow, I really don't want the class to end. There's no reason I can't teach the class. And so I raised my hand and I volunteered to teach it. But I had never taught yoga before in my life. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> small details, but I don't think people really care. They just need somebody to lead the class. Yeah. So I Googled things, I YouTube things, and I came up with a yoga list of like things to do during the hour. And I started teaching and I taught to NATO military service members and civilians from all over the world, actually. And I, I enjoyed it. I started teaching once a week and twice a week, sometimes three times a week. And I did that for a year and I loved it. I love seeing, especially the service members, really get addicted to yoga. Like people that maybe wouldn't normally go to a yoga class in their home country, but because there's limited things to do on base, they would just check the yoga class out. They would come and then they would really enjoy it or really find the benefits. And they kept coming out. And I love seeing that. What was your yoga background before? I, I think like a lot of us, you know, I mean, totally the same. I know when I first started yoga, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to work out and make running better and whatever mm -hmm. other physical activity, you know, being somewhat of an athlete, uh, not a skilled athlete, just an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what was your experience like, I guess, first entering yoga? Was it maybe at like the gym or, or how did you, how did you first get exposed to it? Yeah, that's a great question. I honestly don't know the first yoga class that I've been to in my life, but I want to say it was probably at a gym, like 24 hour fitness or something like that, you know, years ago, just they offered it as a fitness class and I went and I loved it and it helped my flexibility, um, strengthening. I know they did some Pilates kind of stuff. So that's how I got introduced. And prior to going to Afghanistan, I did yoga for about 10 years, but I wouldn't have called myself a yogi. Just, yeah. I really enjoyed class. So, so what was yeah. The, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say, what was it like then, you know, not having any formal training in it, but then, you know, just kind of taking over, <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking over the, <laughs> taking over the class, like here goes nothing. <laughs> Well, fortunately, I don't have any problems in teaching uh, like or speaking in front of large crowds. And, and that's fine uh, because it's a military base in Afghanistan in a war zone. The population is primarily male. And so yeah, I'm a smaller female. Um, yeah, I just taught. <laughs> I just, yeah. just taught. Sometimes I would use a microphone because the classes got so big. And, you know, I just... Did. I don't think we took ourselves so seriously there. You know, people sure. are just looking to, to stretch, I think. <laughs> what, I mean, I'm sure, you know, so my sister um, is also uh, military and she was in Afghanistan and, you know, I've, I've heard, 
I don't know what the experience is like, obviously, but I definitely have heard, you know, lots of stories and, you know, um, what was it like, I guess, when you facilitate these classes for these people, I'm sure you've seen some sort of transformation of some sort of the effects of, you know, some of the, uh, the vets going in and then leaving the classes, you know, can you speak a little more about so what that was like, you know, as, as a teacher teaching for such a special group like this? Yeah, it, it was an honor to teach there, honestly, and one of the highlights of my time there for sure. Um, we never talked about anything like PTSD, things like that, but I had uh, special forces members in my classes regularly, uh, mm-hmm. especially at one base. And, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, it's just really interesting seeing people, men, large men come to class. Sometimes I would invite them. Sometimes they would come on their own, just try a yoga class for the very first time in their lives and have this kind of stereotype image of what it was going to be like and then when the Mm. class was finished they were pleasantly surprised that you know they actually enjoyed it they felt great and I I was there two separate times and three separate bases total Um, and one base the primary group of people that came out were actually pilots a lot of them because they flew for long distances and they had back pain or neck pain, things like that. So they came out for those reasons. I I know that you, in your story, you know, yoga, yoga was with you, you know, the gift of of yoga was with you when you went through, you know, your cancer as well. What was, you know, what was the practice like having, having, uh, you know, have gone through the cancer and, and how did, how did yoga support you and sustain you through it? Yeah, so after I taught in Afghanistan for a year, I decided that, you know, I think I want to get certified. I was going to go on a yoga retreat for two weeks, and then I noticed they had a teaching certification program (laughs) for just two weeks more. So I was thinking, well, why don't I just do that? And so I decided to get certified. And I was in Thailand at Vikasa Yoga. I was doing yoga for a month. And as you know, because you do teacher trainings, we did yoga at least four hours a day. I was eating clean. I was in a tropical environment for a month. And I was definitely at one of the healthiest times of my life. And unknowingly, at the same time, I also had cancer. So four months after I received my yoga certification, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I will always be grateful for that sequence of events that I could teach yoga, that I could get certified in yoga and learn the tools of breath work, meditation and mindfulness, all of that stuff while I was healthy and strong, because those things were the biggest tools I would say that I used throughout my cancer diagnosis and recovery, not just physically, but mentally, like the anxiety and the unknown, things like that. Yeah, I think people can forget just how powerful some of these practices are. You know, I like to say that yoga has been, I mean, it's really just been my my life cheat. You know, it's gotten me through pretty much everything and anything I can remember over the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's so easy to forget these practices, right? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. when it's good, we're like, oh, we don't have to practice today. We don't do this. We don't Mm -hmm. do that. But 
I mean, there really are just these, you know, for, for me personally, I know I, I can definitely express, you know, like losing a parent and, you know, going through illness and things like that. And even now in the state of the world to have these practices that really ground us mm-hmm. and these practices that remind us that we have so much choice mm-hmm. and so much um, inquiry, I think is, is such a gift. And I think it's, it's, it's very cool to not just be able to find that when, when things get tough and things get hard and, you know, a sequence of events that, that could be challenging in life happens, but also to know that we have that when life is going good, yes. you know, and that gives us the time and the space to support others, right? Because yes. we have these, these, you know, these beautiful practices that are keeping us, you know, really rooted into, um, you know, our inner teacher and our inner wisdom, that trust, that trust of ourself, you know, so mm-hmm. when people do come and ask for support, we're able to, 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 to uh, share from that well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So you've taken your 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 yoga now into uh, more than just teaching, but you're actually offering, um, you know, a couple of, of gifts to the community um, with some cards. Let's talk yes. about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so after you know, I, I was off work for a year for medical stuff surgeries, treatment, things like that. And after a year, I was cleared to return to work and I went back to Afghanistan. And before I left, one of my friends said, Melanie, you've survived Afghanistan and breast cancer. What's next? Mm. And I said, well, I'm going back to Afghanistan, actually. Like some people thought I was crazy, but I went back and I wanted to teach again yoga. And this is Every woman has a different experience in their breast reconstruction, but I chose a type of reconstruction called a pap flap that takes natural tissue from your upper and inner thighs. And Mm -hmm. that is the only option that I had as a thin patient. What that means is that it took me about a year and a half for those incisions that are right below my butt, basically, to heal well enough for me to do yoga poses like I did before. And so when I went back to Afghanistan after a few months, I started teaching again. And for me, like I didn't announce this in class at that time, but it was such a big milestone for me in the recovery of my body to be there, cleared to go back to work and then to be teaching class again. And it was awesome. Do you think that the teaching also, I mean, not just practicing this stuff, but do you think that the teaching was also a big part of healing? Definitely. Yes. How, how so? I think I think you as a teacher as well, um, the teacher is the biggest student, right? right. I, I feel yeah. the things that we learn and the things that we practice and the things that we prepare and as you get to know your students and know your own body, I think the practice deepens. One thing I want to say too, during my uh, medical year when I was off, I couldn't do... Like I could barely bend over because of my uh, reconstruction surgeries. And my yoga practice went from asana focus, asana focused to meditation and breath work because that's really all that I could do. Mm-hmm. And that strengthened my yoga practice so much. And it's now like inseparably a part of my yoga practice now. I don't know if it would have strengthened in that way had I not been able to do the physical uh, poses of yoga for so long, 
but it changed the way that I viewed yoga and practice yoga. Yeah. I like to think of like when we, when we finally step away from, and there's nothing wrong with asana. It's actually super great for you. Right. But when we finally take the leap to step away from asana into the other, Uh you know, the other stuff, it's uh, for me, it's like, Oh, that's when the practice begins. Yes. You know, the asana is just, let's just get this energy out of the body so that we can actually sit with ourselves and listen a bit more and go deeper. Yes, exactly. So Dan, sorry, this is all a long story to get to answering your question. So that's okay. That's what we're here for. (laughs) So I was back in Afghanistan. This is my second tour. I'm teaching again. It's a big milestone for me after breast cancer. I'm feeling good. And I remember wanting to give a yoga greeting card to somebody in class. And I'm pretty sure it was a guy. And I was searching online because there's nowhere to buy them there. I was looking for one, looking everywhere. And I could not find any that were inspiring enough to want to buy to give to this person. They were all cheesy, like super cheesy. And so that kind of just stuck in my mind that, oh, Maybe I could do this because I love greeting cards probably more than anyone you know. <laughs> and that's a, <laughs> a fun fact. I grew up with Hello Kitty and Cutesy Stationery. And oh my God, I'm I miss Hello so- Kitty. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah. I thought, well, Lisa, why not? And Lisa, Lisa Frank. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> so I was thinking, why not combine two of my passions, yoga and greeting cards? And The question from my friend, you know, you survived Afghanistan and breast cancer. What's next? Well, if I want to do this, why don't I do it now? And I think that's one thing surviving cancer teaches you is Mm. that tomorrow is never promised. We've seen this again and again through deaths uh, this year. Like people are taken much too early in their lives. And so Mm. I thought, well, I'm going to do it. And so (laughs) I'm in my barracks room in the middle of Afghanistan with really bad internet and I register my LLC and I buy, (laughs) like I apply for a trademark. I start reaching out to artists and photographers that I want to partner with. And I did that after my full-time job uh, in different time zones. And I was very, um, passionate about it. And one of the reasons why is because I want these cards. I always thought about community and the communities that I'm a part of within yoga are the military mm-hmm. and cancer now. Mm-hmm. And to find, if, if we say that yoga is for everyone, we should be able to see photographs of everyone doing yoga. And I, I discovered that that actually is really hard to find, to find professionally taken photographs that are reproducible for print on cards. Man, though, it's not easy. And so I partnered with Robert Sturman, the preeminent yoga photographer who has a beautiful portfolio. Yeah. And there are um, other series of cards of, of yogis and people that I want to feature that don't exist yet. Um, but yeah, the cards deliberately, I want them to feature people of various sizes, physical abilities, genders, colors, ages, and yeah, representation matters in our community. 
I think now more than ever, you know, I know we've had these kind of conversations before in different communities and stuff. And I think now more, you know, more than ever, we really need it. And a lot of us really, you know, we have an opportunity to, to not just uh, have representation. It's one thing to have tokens plastered all over the place. Cause you know, you did a marketing campaign because you had to, because you felt pressured, but actually like <laughs> inviting, yeah. inviting these people to dance, you know, yeah. not just inviting them to the party, but inviting them to dance. Yes. Yes. So the card, so, the cards are yeah. a, a sets of greeting cards. Tell us about them. Yeah. So they're a premium card. I chose a thicker paper cardstock, a thicker envelope paper, and the images are beautiful and inspiring. And as I mentioned, the goal is to feature diverse images so that people can look at these cards and see themselves, or they can see someone they know. And some communities that are featured on these cards include the military, first responders, people of color, uh, cancer survivors, amputees. And the, there's on the back of each card, there's a short descriptor of the person on the card and their story. So I think they're beautiful and inspiring. Um, also, 5% of the profits from these cards are going to two organizations, uh, Black Boys Own and Yoga for First Responders. Ah, that's cool. I love that. I love that you, uh, that you do a little something to give back to the community. I think it's so important. Definitely. I think these two organizations are also really important to support at this time. Can you tell us a little more about them? Yes. Um, so Yoga for First Responders is a 501c3. They are in Colorado and they teach a very uh, specific type of yoga that has their jobs in mind when they teach them. Uh, they have an academy that they teach different first responders through, including military and I love what they're doing. I think that our first responders, especially during the pandemic with all that's been going on this year, really could benefit from a mindfulness and yoga practice. So I love what they're doing. Actually, the first bunch of cards that I sent out was to them in one of their teacher training programs uh, for law enforcement and they received mm -hmm. the cards and they love them. Nice. I love that. I let, I think it's so, again, I guess, just it's so important that we have this opportunity to give back to our, I mean, it's the seva part of yoga, right? Yes. That's where we actually get to, to be in service to, uh, to others with this, you know, the opportunity that we have to, to, uh, to practice, to yes. learn and to be in a place where we can actually give back, I think is really, that's the yoga, right? I think that's where it all, that's where it all boils down to. That's definitely, that's what I feel. It, it's community. So Black Boys mm -hmm. Om is another organization that I want to donate to, uh, particularly at this time. Even before Black Lives Matter, I wanted to do a series of cards featuring black male yogis. And the reason why is because when I was looking for images, for cards, like I said, professionally done, reproducible quality images, there are really not any. So um, yeah. that's something that I want to support. And I love what they're doing with their academy and training in their communities. Um, mm. 
So I'm very happy to partner with them. That's awesome. I love it. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for coming on to the show and sharing your story. And uh, yeah, I just love that you, it's just so real and so raw and the place where it came from just, you know, looks, sounds like you were in the right place at the right time for this gift to, you know, bestowed upon you and you've taken it and done such a beautiful thing with it. Like not only shared it with others, but also created something where you get to help and support others and, you know, again, as I just said, I think it's incredible. I think that that's really where the yoga is, is, uh, that's what the yoga is about. <laughs> Community. Yes, mm, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. I sent you some cards. They should be arriving today. So I'm really excited for you to see them. Um, I do just want to share one other story if that's okay about. Yeah, this card. for sure. Absolutely. So when I was in Afghanistan, I was looking for pictures to reproduce on these cards and I wanted a man of color that was disabled for a card Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find one and I came across somebody on Instagram I messaged them told them about my project um, had reached out to Robert Sturman and connected them commissioned the photo shoot with them Mm -hmm. and the intention was for those photographs to be featured on cards, which they are. But one of those photographs of Stephen uh, is his name, was the cover of the yoga journal for the September, October issue. And that is the first time that an amputee, like a physically disabled person has graced that cover. And I'm so proud of that cover. I had nothing to do with it. I commissioned the photograph, but just knowing that these photographs have power. It's he's a man of mixed race colors. He's Hawaiian and Latino. He's disabled and he is on that cover. And I just think of oh, all of the yeah. things he supports and represents. Like this is, you know, this is what we need in the yoga community. We're not yeah. um, all female. We're not all thin and bendy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel it. I, I, I actually, now that you say that, I totally remember. Um, I remember that cover. That was not too recent, right? September, I feel like that October. Just, yeah. Yeah, I was, and I was gonna say, I think that was just like the, right around the corner. So freaking cool. And you had something That's, to do with that. <laughs> well, I paid for. I commissioned that photo shoot, and the reason why is because that is a yoga body. We need to normalize that all of us have yoga bodies. And I love that he was on the cover of that magazine. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so stay tuned for have, more. Yeah. 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 That we have, uh, we have those to share and I can't wait to dig into, I can't wait to check the cards. <laughs> I can't wait to see them. Yes, me too. Well, until the next seeker and sage, this is Melanie and Danny saying peace out. Peace out. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Melanie. <laughs>